Hello, and welcome back to Unlicensed and Unhinged. As always, I'm Jeremy Granite, and as always, I'm joined by Mike Getty. Welcome, Mike. What'd you do? Must have. Oh, maybe I just had the mic set wrong. There Hello, you check. Oh, you um, had the, the wrong channel on me. <laughs> yep. Okay, we're good. Back. Technical we're difficulty back. over. We're back. <laughs> Super official. Dude, that intro drum fill is you love that one, huh? Sick, bro. Nice. <laughs> All right, for everybody just listening and not watching, you might not have noticed oh, we yeah. have a lovely guest in the studio. Leslie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What a what a treat. Yeah, it's definitely a pleasure having you. Sorry for the technical difficulties. It's not a trick. We are we are basically we are basically bush league, but we are getting better every episode. So, welcome to the show, Les. Well, that was a Halloween pun. But way to go, Mike. Way to go. So, Leslie, I met you pretty recently. I would say about three four weeks ago um, for the first time at a group barbecue of mm-hmm. a whole bunch of mutual friends of ours that we just somehow never met. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was, uh, one of those, um, impromptu type of, uh, things. And, yeah. and, uh, I, it was a blast. Um, it was great meeting everybody and especially you. And I think we, we connected on a lot of, on a lot of topics and, um, Oh yeah, we definitely had a lot to talk <laughs> about then, which led to this episode now. So Mike, this is, hey. you said you also your second time meeting Leslie, you think? I think we've met in passing through mutual friends that, but local events. Yeah, Dead yeah. Ringer yeah. or wherever. I think Travis might have introduced me to you at one point. Okay, no? Travis Rose, yeah, Travis maybe. Ramos, or... One of them. Oh, okay, one of the one Travis. One of the <laughs> There's lots of Travises out there. There's so <laughs> many Travis in our circle. And Mike's, And Mike's. <laughs> yes, there are. But, <laughs> well, Leslie, let's get into some let's get into some details about you, um, because sure. I found you to be such an interesting person. Why don't we just start at the beginning? All right. Like, where did you grow up? Uh, well, 50 years ago, I was born here in Reno, Nevada. Hey. Uh, yeah, right down here, here at St. Mary's. I was born and, in Reno, too. And nice. Yeah, and I just, uh, born and raised here, um, uh, went to the University of Nevada, Reno. You're like a pure um, Nevadan. Yeah, pure, no, I'm, I'm just truly battle-born. Yeah. And, um, went to, um, McQueen High School. I'll just, I'll just go back as far as I can. Yeah, no worries. I'm and, here to uh, afford everything. Went to UNR, uh, went, to, was there on an art scholarship, and actually did theater and art, decided that I wanted to uh, dive into the world of acting. And actually, I just I always wanted to do acting, but I did it mostly <clears throat> to help with self-confidence and nice. found myself doing musicals and singing and and um, graduated with a um, minor in art and French and a major in theater and and uh, did a couple of fine art paintings, sold them to a couple of really cool, um, iconic people in the fashion industry. Uh, and I'll get into that later. Hell yeah. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you get into the arts just in college or in high school as well? No, actually, I was always an artist. Um, I was drawing since I could hold a crayon, and I was winning art contests in, in grade school. Um, I remember National Geographic used to have uh, f- uh, cover contests Uh for whatever covers they were looking for. And right. I remember winning all the art. All like the, a nationwide contest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, I, wow. Yeah, and I won... I won art art contest after art contest, and then just um, I used to paint the walls of my ha- when I lived at home. I used to just I painted Rocky Horror lips. I painted everything. Your on parents my walls. let you paint on the walls. Yeah, the nice. closets. I would just look at things in magazines and just paint them on the bathrooms and walls, and 
and realized, um, and I just kept doing that through high school. Mm -hmm. And um, I, in my last four years of high school, all I did was art. And I got an art scholarship to the university. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where I really just, I just, just, you know, dove into the world of art, fine art, painting, art, you know, oil, acrylics, um, uh, watercolor. And I actually did a watercolor painting in high school. Um, this is kind of like my bragging rights claim to fame. Uh, if you're familiar with Giorgio Perfume, yeah. uh, Rodeo yeah. Drive, Beverly Hills. Yeah, uh, wow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fred yeah. Heyman of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. Well, if you remember the white and yellow banners on Rodeo Drive, he's known for Giorgio Perfume. He also had another perfume called 273. <clears throat> well, in high school, I, I was going through Vogue some one day, and I picked out a, a, a beautiful ad campaign for 273, and I kept my... I, did this beautiful watercolor painting, kept it in my portfolio. Uh, fast forward to almost seven years ago, and it was one Christmas, and I was like, I wonder who, I wonder if Fred Heyman's still alive. Right. And I actually took a picture of this painting, this watercolor painting, and posted it on his Facebook page, and all these people, uh, very affluent people, came on and started liking my painting. Oh, nice. And, and Robert <laughs> Heyman, the son of Fred Heyman of Beverly Hills, came on and said, I'd I really like your, I, I said, well, happy new year and, you know, Merry Christmas. Tell your dad. I said, hi. He said, I will. And he said, do you have any other artwork? I'd like to buy your, more of your artwork. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me, I'm building my website right now. And I really awesome. wasn't, you know, yeah. but he says, I, I'd like to buy your painting. And I said, no, I'll just, I'll just send it to you. It's been in my portfolio for 30 years. And someone's <laughs> got to enjoy it. Yeah. So he said, no, I want to take this conversation offline. And so, um, we, he, we talked about it and he, he Fred, the son of Fred Heyman, has my original painting nice. signed. That's and, amazing. And if you'd have told me in high school that the painting that I did yeah. is yeah. going to be in his house. So in Seattle this last Christmas, I flew up there yeah. and uh, went to Robert's house. And there it is, my painting. Nice. I mean, he's an avid art collector. As That's you amazing. Can imagine. Yeah, I so. can relate in kind <laughs> of a way. My first art is drumming music. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like. Reno has that effect on people too. It's a big art community. Yeah, it is. And even though I was I was born here and shortly after moved to a different small little country town, I still got into arts, being drumming, and my parents got me into an arts high school, but went through bands and was in a band that we were sponsored by a Japanese clothing company, mm -hmm. and we had a lot of Japanese and Australian fans, <laughs> and we were almost signed by Rise Records, who was pretty big. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you know about Rise Records. Yeah. yeah. And they came to one of our shows in Arizona on tour, but the way I can relate with this is... We had thousands of views on our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. music videos and stuff. But once the Japanese uh, fan crowd started getting our music, they were putting, they were making shorts of anime videos with our music on them oh, nice. with millions of views. And I was like, it kind of in the same way. I was like, wow, a million people hear me play the drums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's cool. It's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. To well, share your art. Yeah. That's yeah. one of that's one of the big focuses and and maybe keystone. Uh, formations of the Unlicensed Sunhedge podcast was in order to highlight artists and to get a chance to do what I consider to be my art, which is conversation, mm -hmm. long form. Mm -hmm. and, which you know, he's great at, which when you guys first got here and you said something about the sage and the something on the sides of the couch. He, oh, yeah. he got the, your reference right off the bat. Two ferns. Two ferns. Yeah, you got to put between two ferns. Yeah. Yeah, my, <laughs> it, you know, it's both a, it's both one of my gifts and also a curse. Is my my brain works so fast. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I am I remember everything I've seen, read, and talked about in the last like forty years, and I'm not I'm not even forty years old. So, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. Well, so it, the math doesn't work, but the but the logic still <laughs> okay. stands true. Um, that being said, like. 
I love to hear about people's art, you know, first and foremost, but I also love to hear about their experiences. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, being that you came up in Reno college, Mm -hmm. pursued the arts, have you lived anywhere outside of Reno? No, I have not. And uh, I was hoping to, you know, become an actress right after college. Uh, and I it was a dream of mine. And I uh, went down there to the actor's studio, hung out a little bit, met met some, you know, big time stars. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just felt that uh, God had different plans. And I felt that I would have been eaten alive pretty much back to back, you know, gosh, 20, 30 years ago now. Oh yeah. And so I you know, fell in love and had got married and had a, had a son and now he's 22. And, um, so uh, no, I've never moved anywhere. There's a chance I could live somewhere else here yeah. maybe in the next year. Uh, well, that's cool. But maybe potentially the LA area, but uh, I love Reno. I love Tahoe. We're so yeah. lucky that we live mm-hmm. here. You know, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Entirely. I mean, we're we're 45 minutes from almost anything huh? you could want to do. Anything, you know. Yeah. I, I was just in Tahoe today, and I just, you know, although yeah. it was blooming. And How snowing, was it coming off the mountain? You know, I I just I just missed the snow. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, really I was cool. hydroplaning a little bit. I, and yeah, and it was uh, I'm it, there was actually was a jackknife uh, trailer on the, oh, go, no, on the I, highway. I yeah. pulled my trailer from Washoe after work today. I came from Dayton, hooked up in Washoe Valley, and drove it up here. Uh, it was pretty slick, and I need new tires. Yeah, yeah. for sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> They're balls. We were just talking about that last weekend. It, it's the season, man. It's here. What, it's what can here. I say? Like, yeah. there's nothing else to. <laughs> we all know I love it, it comes every year. You know, it's gonna be back and forth, hit and miss. You know, chains open, chains close, chains mm-hmm. open, yeah, chains yeah. close. So yeah, no, I, I've I love it here. You know, we'll see. I, I just traveled for the. Well, I was in Belize in in um, November, and then I just traveled to Europe for two weeks in, yeah. in uh, May. Yeah. So, so just because we're uh, stationed yeah. here doesn't mean we can't go see other places. Oh right? yeah, that's the that's the goal, isn't it? I mean. First and foremost, for me, I'm at a stage in my life where one way or another, I'm going to be done working for a living in five years, right? Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, one one of the avenues that I'm doing is I'm working on this project and I've got the YouTube project as well. So if those start to cash flow, that, that year count yeah. will get even smaller before I don't work for a living. But once I'm done doing that working for a living bullshit that we all hate doing, yeah. mm-hmm. then it is time to just travel mm-hmm. and adventure and go on trips and... Go to all the places because most of them, I traveled, I'm well traveled for yeah. a man that's 36 years old. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the majority of my travel was at the U.S. Army. Oh, so it, there's right. not, not all of it was tourism, so to say, mm-hmm. in the most gentle way, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I did have some great times in some amazing and beautiful places, but, you know, also rooms full of blood and guts, too. So, right. but, yeah, no, the world, the world is... Uh, yeah, always a double-sided. Yeah, and it's a t- it's a tr- crazy place right now. Yeah. I Plus, I, I would just love to go somewhere on my own volition, my own schedule. Yeah. You know, not have any other agenda that's driving my time yeah. there and, and be able to have a good time. Where would you like to go? Uh, I'd like to go back to Korea as a tourist because wow. I, I, have, I have some friends and a business, and I'm a part owner of a business there mm-hmm. in South Korea, obviously, not North. <laughs> oh really? Although, although, you, although, don't put anything past me. I was gonna say I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you did have a quote unquote business yeah. in North Korea. Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I don't understand. But I, I, I have a friend. Uh, I have a friend and business partner that lives there, and I, I have a, a minor stake in in his business. But uh, his name is Jun Sun Kin. Oh, and uh, any relation? 
Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, there's like there's like 40 million Kims in South Korea. Like it, it's a it's one of the most popular Korean uh, names. But anyway, he uh, he owns a flare bar, and I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. seen um, flare bars. Uh, if my technology was a little better, maybe next time I'll put the computer by you so you can search stuff. But the, it's cool. We'll thing post that, on the Instagram what yeah, a flare bar is. Yeah. So in South Korea, flare bars are bars that come with a performance. So like all the oh. bartenders like will juggle the mixing cups uh-huh. and they'll do big like fire shots. Wow. So it's like a performance. So when you go sit at a flare like bar. Like Bon or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. So of, you, uh-huh. you sit down at the flare bar and there's, let's say you get there at nine o'clock. There's a show on the top of every hour. Oh well, is that that's the business you own with him or no? Just to put, yeah, I'm a part, I'm a stakeholder. Oh, okay. But I mean, he's, you know, he owns the majority of it. I'm not even, you know, you'd have to be a Korean citizen to have uh-huh. like a major stake in it. But I just oh, well. helped him start it. So uh-huh. I want to go back and have a good time. Yeah. Where I don't have to go run 15 miles on Monday morning. Yeah, you know? I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That yeah. would, that would, yeah. How about you, Mike? Wherever you wanted, where do you want to travel? Um, I really want to go to Alaska. Maybe go visit Adrian. Oh, yeah, that's, hey, Alaska's amazing. Oh that's yeah, gonna, that's gonna Alaska. happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go to Alaska for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's gonna happen. For we'll sure. probably go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, no, go, go. Oh, Alaska's amazing. And you've been there. You said. Yeah, I actually worked for a company out of Harbin, China. Uh, basically, uh, and I sold I sold um, three hundred thousand uh, um, dollar attachments that fit onto loaders and mm-hmm. ice breaking equipment. So oh, sweet. I was able to spend almost three months on and off in Juneau, Fairbanks, in Alaska. Yeah. Ooh. And it's a it's really cool. And a lot of people they they forget Alaska, right? Because yeah. it's, it's the lower forty eight. But yeah, Alaska is great. And yeah, I think we should all go visit Adrian. Right? Yeah, yeah we yeah, just yeah. surprise him one day. Hey, what's up, dude? Shout out to Adrian. I know he <laughs> yeah. listens all the time. Uh-huh. Everybody, love is you. he honestly listening? Right? Uh, oh, oh, it's I not mean, live. We're not live. We're not live. This <laughs> oh, has got to okay. get recorded okay. and mixed. He'll and probably chopped. see it yeah. though. So. But I, mean, I got to say hi to my son. Yeah, my fake yeah, son, Adrian. <laughs> he, he follows. He follows a lot of our work though. He he he's probably. You know, never more than an episode or two behind. And he's one of my favorite people that I've met in Reno oh, since yeah. I moved back. And it, the only good thing about him not being here is when he's not here, I have the best hair in Reno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're close. Yeah, to big it. facts, yeah, yeah, big yeah, facts. Yeah. But when he comes back, I'm 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 happy to, enough to have him back that I don't mind having the second best hair in yeah. Reno. But yeah, Alaska and Australia are one of my top two. I, I've been to other places here in the United States because of the tour that I did, but so it was only one day at a time. Like yeah. I did a, uh-huh. a tour with a band, um, 30 days, a different city every day. Yeah. So it, was, wow. it was here, um, uh, California, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, Arizona. Um, and we, yeah, it was 30 different days. It was really cool. And you were a drummer with this band? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It recently? Was, or what was that? Re- no, recently. this was like 10, oh. 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was born here and then raised in Northern California, Marysville, Yuba City, uh-huh. north of Sac, since I was like six. And then I moved back here about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So most of my time, but we've come back over the hill a lot. It's only two hours away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, went to an art high school down there, met my first bandmates. So I feel like I was born with the arts and no matter where I ended up, I was going to do it, you know. So um, started drumming, made our first group, and that's when we toured and did all that. So I've seen those those states, but... Yeah. When you're on tour, it's like you're you're, you're working. running. I'm sure yeah. it's very similar to how I feel about many of the amazing places I was in the army. Like, sure, I gotta go to them, but it wasn't. I wasn't on my own time, my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Like throwing it back to Alaska, I've been to Alaska for the Arctic Survival Course, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it is beautiful country. Do not get me wrong. But that was not a fun time. I can't imagine. <laughs> you must have been north of Fairbanks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We were, we were we were we uh, were. 58 miles north of the Arctic Circle in oh. the Brooks Range, which is B-F-fucking-E. Uh-huh. You know, like, as 
I think uh, when they first briefed the the training thing that we the culminative training was out in the middle of nowhere. They told us when they dropped us off, we were 107 miles from the nearest road. Yeah. And like, what <laughs> what did you have to do? What what? No. That's, <laughs> that's where Tori thought we were when we broke down or we got stuck <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> I hope she's listening because that's funny. But the the whole the whole thing was it was about training Arctic survival, and then the whole culminating event was they put potato sacks over our heads, put us in a helicopter and dropped us off. And we had like, we had like a three week exfiltration hike out of the fucking middle of nowhere while they dropped you somewhere blindfold and said, get out. Yeah. (laughs) Get get out and find your way home. (laughs) Yes, that exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh, How long was that for? Uh, It was six weeks total. Oh my God. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't the best of times for uh, some reasons, but the really the only downside for me, the only thing that made it not fun was the fact that I had to deal with a, bunch of people that like grew up in like san diego or fucking you know like new york city and you know they didn't understand that the giant baby or the hundred pound baby bear in the middle of the stream we were hiking through Uh was not a good thing (laughs) (laughs) don't pet the bear but yeah that's that's a long story and it's a story Uh for another time okay but uh, all this to say that like just like mike's saying you know traveling can be so great, but oftentimes for young people, when we're traveling, it's out of necessity or yeah. there's a mission or there's something that you're supposed to be doing yeah. that takes away from just the wanderlust. Right. I you moved know to I mean? Utah for eight months um, on a whim to, uh, to go live with my girlfriend. I, I was going to say on a whim or <laughs> on, a sim. on something else. I valued that experience. It was a lot of fun. No, my, it was good. It's my uncle, or so my dad's cousin, who I was named after, lives there. And their family owns a Mexican restaurant called Los Garcias. Uh-huh. And um, his name's Anthony Michael Gonzalez. And the n- restaurant's named after her maiden name, Garcia. But uh-huh. yeah. Anthony Michael Gonzalez and Michael Anthony Gonzalez are my dad's two cousins who are twins. Wow. And so they named me Michael Anthony Gaddy because oh. there's Anthony Michael and Michael Anthony. So I'm named nice. two people who have the same names. Where in Salt Lake? Or no, you were in um, Salt Lake. Or no? M- m- Lehigh is where we lived with her sister-in-law. Okay. I think, or that's where I worked, Park City. Mm-hmm. Park City, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually a really nice area. Wow. Kind of all, the restaurant yeah. that my uncle had was north of that, I think, Yeah. or something. But a couple different areas. Well, shout out to them. I hope their still doors are open. Oh, yeah, shout out to Los Garcias. They are. They're yeah. doing really well out yeah. in Utah. Los Garcias, oh, yeah. look them up. That's good. I'm glad every time I hear about a restaurant that's been open for a long time that didn't get yeah. crushed by COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the restaurant business is fucking uh, decimated. Uh, depending on where you live, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some friends that got out of the army, and I want to say like probably 2012, 14, somewhere in that time frame, and all he wanted to do was open up a restaurant. But uh, luckily, he lived in outside of Austin, Texas, so he opened up his restaurant there, and they were closed. They were closed for like one month, one week. During COVID? Yeah, during COVID. Uh-huh. That was it. Like, Good. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. Texas, right? They you know, are. I mean, this uh-huh. uh, there was so much alarmist, reactionary fucking behavior during COVID. You know what I mean? I know for a lot of people it came out of maybe like the right spirit or energy. But in hindsight, goddamn, was that a whole bunch of wasted money and time and lives and people's wealth of being yeah. and well-being? Yep. 
Yeah, it's it really damaged a lot of. I mean, like my I had my business. I had four. I had four magazines, and my last magazine, my last issue, was printed in winter of 2020, right when it happened. And yeah. I mean, it. I was building an agency at the time too, and it just. I mean, it shut everything down. No one was going to advertise. No one was going to go anywhere to read a mat or pick up a mat, let alone pick up a mat. Or it, nothing was open. Yeah, yeah. So it was really disheartening, and it was kind of cr- not just for me, but a lot of people crushed for their sure. their dreams and their goals, and it kind of put I think for a lot of people in a funk, you know, especially yeah. restaurants too. I think yeah, we saw decimated like, everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back to the yeah. the fuck COVID conversation, <laughs> but let's let's take a little side trick back to. These magazines, these yeah, I was intrigued venture. when he said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit more about that. So, which okay. magazine did you do first, and where did it lead um, you? Well, I started my first magazine in 2013 called Aphrodite, and it was I was developing a women's online fitness platform at the time, and did everything you an entrepreneur is supposed to do. Right. Uh, built it up, and I met this wonderful woman who was my angel investor. And uh, she she got me an editor and she was it was really on. She was with a big publishing house called Federated in San Francisco. I don't know if you know who they are, but they are a huge publishing house. And uh, I I got back from Burning Man and uh, some I got this call um, from our traffic coordinator. And unfortunately, she said uh, Karen Kara passed away and it it was uh, due to um, uh, just some. surgery that had gone wrong so it that uh, put things on hold um then i i went into television and uh everyone was like why don't you do your magazine again why i'm like okay well i think it's time so in in that spirit of my you know the entrepreneur spirit of my in in honor of kara i created the magazine called bliss babe yeah which is a woman's online print print magazine by six, six six times a year yeah and then um changed the name to bliss life which yeah. was more inclusive and then i created yeah. another magazine called bliss babies which was more geared towards it was uh, for ch- not for children but it was uh, meant for infants and children and that was yeah. short-lived because that's just it's just a toughness but bliss life um the last issue i printed was in 2020 i had it was actually yeah. my best issue i had interviewed jill biden oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really you told me yeah. that story when i first yeah. met you yeah that was epic dude that's and, epic. and it has the cover and, yeah. and it was such a controversial issue i not only was jill biden in it yeah. which you know you think you know my political stance but yeah. also <laughs> I, I had the cover and lance gilman of the mustang ranch commissioned me to yeah. uh promote the women of the mustang ranch so i had the women nice. of the mustang ranch on the cover and it was the history about the mustang yeah. ranch and then that issue um what i had space at the airport mm-hmm. um that i paid for right. and someone on the board at the airport which they're part of awaken which is the sex trafficking which is i was not promoting sex trafficking they're yeah. just stories they pulled my issue and so the reno gazette journal called me which is owned by gannett which is usa today and yeah. interviewed me and said how do you feel about your issue being taken off the rack i said well i think it's a violation of the first amendment mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's big time and so for that sure, art, yeah. they interviewed me and lance gill and that article went, you know, with through through the Associated Press. Yeah. It went through like seventy nice. news outlets, and I think I had like nineteen thousand hits. Like the best publicity the you could ask for. I, <laughs> I went out with a bang, yeah. you know. So it was. Um, the magazine was amazing. It yeah, was hard, and you know, yeah. a lot of people think that it's just all glamour and no you go way. there, do this and that. But what they don't understand is you're 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 eating, sleeping, breathing. Yeah, you're from everything from distribution to accounts receivable to chasing down money to people wanting to get paid, trying to, to book things. Try, yeah, yeah, trying to book things, trying to coordinate yep. photo shoots, trying to chase after 
rock stars and politicians. Yeah, come and up whatever. with all the content. Yeah. Come up with all the content yeah. and create the photo shoots. And then the hardest part is distribution. You can create a great product. And so at the end of our, we'd have five to 10,000 issues. And at the every other month, we'd get a, they'd, I'd get a pallet yeah. sent to my house. That's so cool. And I'd, we'd distribute them. Me and my team, a wonderful team would distribute. So do you so. still have physical copies of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would I love to see those sometimes. I yeah. should have brought yeah. them. I was thinking of doing. No, that that's today. so cool. We'll get to it though. I'm sure. Yeah. You're such a you're such an entertaining and excellent <laughs> conversationalist. I am sure we'll have you on again some other time. If I not, hope do so. some sort of collaboration because yeah. I'm 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 really diving full on starting this winter and into next year. Um, just media production and Good. content creation is all I'm going to really focus on other than, you know, my outdoor recreation. My oh yeah. We got to do. do some fishing, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take away uh, a lot of the empty partying out of my life and, uh-huh. and replace it with some productive, Good. you know, yeah. creation moments, creative uh, yeah. outlets. Yeah. Good. Good. So yeah, <laughs> that, th- when that magazine end, ended, obviously because of COVID, I, which is understandable. Uh-huh. Um, have you since then thought about ever bringing it back live or are you going to pivot to something else? What's, what's next for Leslie? You know, people have asked me, why don't you do, are you going to do your magazine again? And I've thought I've been so close. I actually have dreams about doing it again. Yeah. I don't have dreams that I'm publishing another magazine, but I think if I were to do it, I'd maybe publish it like maybe once or twice a year and make it more of a statement, uh, coffee table piece. Yeah. You know, um, you know I don't, you know, honestly, I, I don't know who picks up magazines these days. Do yeah, you, I do, you know, I, I, I would well, almost say I would almost say like the pivot would be the same material, maybe the same branding into other content creation. I mean, you yeah. could do it. You could very easily have take the same energy of a magazine like that into a YouTube channel, especially with shorts, because you can make uh-huh. you can make a one minute short yeah. in, a, in an hour and a half, two hours, including filming and everything. And you can even do like article style journalism through shorts but it's just something to consider because i'm i've been deep diving in all of this lately so yeah i think that's a great idea and yeah. also podcasts i had a podcast once yeah. and then Podbean kicked me off because i, I think i just didn't keep it up but yeah. you know that is just the media the production and the creativity that goes behind it it's just the same it's almost the yeah. same as doing a magazine but for sure that, social media mm-hmm. is the new magazines kind yeah, of yeah that's what i think yeah, yeah. i mean uh-huh. it's not to say it's like uh, uh alex the other uh, co-host she she introduced me to uh david mesa and oh, he's yeah. he's doing Maysay magazine now, yes, uh-huh. and I and you know no sh- no shade on him, but I it's been difficult, uh-huh. and I think it's just like revitalizing a like a dying media type, yeah. And that's not to say there's not a space for it, and it won't be successful. I just think in this day and age, you can you can put yourself on you know twenty thirty thousand watchers on uh-huh. YouTube with relatively little production overhead right. you know what i mean right. like you don't need a lot you could buy one 200 dollars camera a couple right. good microphones and you can start making content that can be you don't, within you don't hundreds say. of thousands of people in in a year you know yeah yep. yeah which in a magazine that's not that's no. not realistic and you, you know can, it's hard to um quantify yeah uh, who's actually if it's in print seeing your magazine mm-hmm. you know um a lot of people oh yeah i've seen your magazine you're yeah. blessed, but but um, yeah, on YouTube and yeah, I mean on all social media and all all online um, marketing, yeah. outlets, you can you can gauge that now with all the analytics that are out there. So and I and I th- and I think it's very profitable. I think it's just 
sometimes I get a headache thinking, oh gosh, another, another adventure, another, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, it's, it can be overwhelming, but I like, I like, yeah. I think I'm on the verge of doing that, you know, yeah, I think, thank I, you. That's think good to hear. just people coming out of the woodwork, things are coming together, you know, like you yeah. know, we connected and so, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I love to hear. Like, I, and I, I just, maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit of a, like a character flaw or something, but I've always had this thing where whenever I'm doing something cool, I want everyone else to be doing it too. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, do, what, do another podcast. Yeah. Do, do what works for you for sure. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like try yeah. to influence, but for me, this outlet, this outlet of creativity has been, you know, if not to say life changing, but most yeah. certainly it's given me a joy yeah. that, that in, traditional on less healed versions of myself I would have mm-hmm. filled with like partnerships and right. and that's good situationships and uh-huh. empty sex in in <laughs> awful places you know like <laughs> so instead of doing that I'm trying to do something productive well, you know and you have a mission yeah you know? I do and you're doing something worthwhile and um you know it's like the Tahoe thing that I'm going to be doing you know um that's a perfect segue y- yeah uh so you know <laughs> it just it just so happens that Tahoe was trashed after July 4th oh man uh, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about it that? we yes, talked about yes. it dude. we were uh, fucking pissed it looked like a landfill. Yeah, and I have it on my not, website. Not even too. just Fourth of July. Like we were up there for my dad's birthday last month really? yeah. on a random weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And just the amount of, you know, tourists, tourists not caring about uh-huh. what yeah. Tahoe is, is kind of sad. It is sad. Yeah. And it, it, and it's it's not just sad. It's it's a sign of everything, you know. And and a big problem with Tahoe, I think, in my opinion, uh-huh. just my two cents mm-hmm. in the issue. Before you go on with what you're doing. Yeah. A lot of tourism that comes up from the valleys, they live in, in, in cities where they go to parks and these parks are handled with a budget by the, the county or the mm-hmm. city that they live in. Mm-hmm. And so they can just be absent minded and throw their trash and Everyone. somebody will come through and clean it up. Right. But Lake Tahoe is not that. It's not that. And we were just disgusted. Um, you know, there's an organization up there that takes care of it so to speak and anyway we created an organization called some beach somewhere dot org nice like Tahoe. yeah like, we'll, have, like a, the we'll have a link in that we'll have a link in the about section it. of this okay. podcast yeah. yeah yeah and it's just about you know it's some beach somewhere and so we developed we're developing an organization from reno that's by reno people from the builders the business owners yeah. down here because they build up there they make a lot of money and they support tahoe so we're actually i was just in tahoe today to talk to the trpa and we're um we're actually uh i have a website built we're going to be doing a big event before memorial day next year and our goal is to raise enough money to help support Le- uh, league to save the lake yeah. and to uh, ha- uh, help ongoing support and, and to pr- provide trash cans, bear proof trash cans and help people adopt beaches. And, and yeah. the nice thing about some beach somewhere is that it, it can be some beach somewhere. It doesn't have to be Tahoe. It's mm-hmm. scalable. Oh we, yeah. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I can't necessarily <laughs> speaking <laughs> big. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't necessarily speak on behalf of, of Mike and the other co host Alex, but that's something I would definitely be interested Absolutely. in throwing my, hat and my uh, effort and time sure. in so mm-hmm. so after obviously a little bit of elbow know each grease other now yeah, yeah. We'll, we're definitely we'll definitely be uh trying to participate okay. and do something with that yeah, and we'll, we'll shout have, out any events i that have are coming friends up. too that yeah. um were born or not born born in hawaii but lived in tahoe for a long time have businesses mm-hmm. yeah. out there uh chemo chemo yeah, gets, yeah. Uh, does sailboats and 
charters boats out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we would all love to get involved. In, in I would lot. love that. Well, yeah. our goal is to, you never know, some beach somewhere is Blake Shelton's song. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. copywriting. Yeah. If, I, if I work my magic right, maybe I can maybe get, get him Blake on board. Shelton on board and you just do know. our first event. Get him um, licensed. Actually, <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, the universe will conspire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I like dreamers. <laughs> yeah. That's how we That's roll how, too. so in my band, that's what we called our fans. You know how fans, some bands have like names for their fans. Uh-huh. Like Swifties. Or, or the insane, <laughs> insane clown posse. What's the what's ICP's oh. fans' names? Insane uh, clown posse uh, has uh, Juggalos. Juggalos, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, our, yeah. our bands, our, our band's f- uh, fans, we call them Dreamers. Nice. Like nice. when we, we'd show up to a show, you know, and the lights go dark, we're like, what's up, Dreamers? Aww, <laughs> that's, that's super nice. sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's inspiring. Fuck yeah. yeah. All right, well, yeah. we're going to take sure. a quick, we're going to take a quick break, get everyone to go to the bathroom, drink some water. Take a breather, and we'll be right back after a word from one of our sponsors. All right, and we're back, everybody. Everyone got a break. Everything's good? Good break. Yeah. All right, everyone got an opportunity to use the bathrooms. Mike brought some wine for our guest and himself (laughs) because Mike has no discipline. He has failed failed for the third time on Sober October. I'm supposed to be doing Sober October with Jeremy, (laughs) and this is the fourth time I've drank, but it's special because one of my – Homeowners, I guess, I'd say clients or people. Yeah. Special that it was a it was a gift from them. No, so that's good. It is good that you got an acknowledgement. It was a gift from somebody, and we're cracking it open with a guest. So it's yeah, special. I love that. Special. Huh? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yes. It's always good. Yeah, I'm glad everybody. I'm glad you're having wine with our guest because I would I'd feel bad if she had to drink it. Alone, I know because so. normally he's doing sober October, so he kind of forgets. <laughs> Because yeah. usually he has, he'll ask the, our guests before, do you, what do you, do you have a specific yeah. refreshment that you like? We'll go get it, you know, yeah. try to yeah. make it special. <laughs> I do try. And I think it, I think it's, you know, it's a good social lubricant and it's not that I'm ever trying to get someone in like a gotcha moment or get them like real <laughs> fucked up. So they'll say some wild ass shit, but this is an unlicensed and unhinged it is unlicensed podcast. Anything. So, so, so a little, a little bit loose is okay. You yeah. know, that's kind of the point. If you remember episode one and two, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Fucking loose. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right. So, yeah, so let's get this back on the rails and for a little bit at least. Um, yeah. Let's talk about you know mm. in in life psychology. Anyways, it's 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 been said that the most important things to people are like sex and death, you know, or love and violence, right? And I've had a life full of enough violence. So let's talk about love. Let's talk about your thoughts on relationships, uh, human interaction, maybe some of the lessons learned, hard or easy. And your life's and your relationships, if you don't mind. Wow. Uh, I don't know where to start. I mean, you know, I'll, okay, I'll tell you what. The last couple of years um, since I was, I've, unfortunately, I had a, had a bad picker, like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, and, me too, uh, me too. I, I chose people who, um, who I, I didn't value my worth and I tried to fix them and save them and they ended up being just not good people. And so, yeah. um, so with that being said, uh, I think COVID was, you know, COVID helped be a great eye opener for myself romantically relationship wise. And after I decided to, um, take care of myself and, uh, disassociate with people who were not healthy for me, including romantic relationships, I actually Mm -hmm. was celibate for almost two years up until this last year. And it was probably the best thing I have ever decided to do because it gave me um, time to see my uh, value, my self-worth and have clarity and really, you know, develop healthy boundaries. That's not just with myself, with male relationships, but also female relationships. Mm -hmm. And you get to see who really, who is there for you, who really wants to be your friend, who has ulterior motives. And so, um, 
no, no, a lot of people are like, wow, you were celibate for two years. Well, how did you do it? I'm like, well, it's not that hard. And uh, there's other outlets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's nice. It's almost like a religious experience, I guess you could say. And so, you know, when you do that, you, you, you have, I think you have more discernment. Yeah. And you get to, um, uh, not to say I haven't made bad decisions since then, but <laughs> but in my age where I am, I've I've with the boundaries. I what I what I tolerated now, what I tolerated, see what I tolerated then, I wouldn't tolerate now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so, which is important. That's growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So that's my kind of. I've been celibate yeah. too for at least a year at a time. Maybe yeah. not two, not intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, somewhat intentionally. Yeah, I'll, I have, I'll, I have standards. I'll split the I'll split the difference. <laughs> yeah, he, he I, makes I, up for it. I haven't been celibate since I was eight years old. Oh, God. That's a whole longer and darker conversation. He makes these dark jokes. because I, I know a little bit of his history being a close friend and yeah, some yeah. people don't know. And they don't just see see how dark it is. It's another maybe another podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a whole. We that's have, a whole actually, we, ha- we have a segment for that. Yeah, we do. Ew. That's that's unlicensed dark therapy. And no, it's no. called unlicensed therapy. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, unlicensed therapy. It's actually it actually stems from one of my uh, purposes in my circles of friends uh-huh. is that I am kind of the unlicensed therapist because I've gone through a lot in my life and because I've done a lot of counseling and, and therapy and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of insight into like self-improvement, healing from trauma, yeah. you know, developing um, positive, you know, strategies for dealing with PTSD, things of that nature. So, you know, men's especially quick, mental health is mm-hmm. important to me. What was one, that, Mike? One quick conversation with Jeremy and people will open up after they realize that there's yeah. zero judgment and that yeah. he's been through probably more than the average person. Yeah, for uh, sure. And a, good way, bit, a good bit. The way he brings it out of people when you're in that zone, you know? Yeah, it's one of it's one of my superpowers is uh, I'm, I'm the guy that everybody talks to. Um, I provide unintentional free unlicensed therapy to <laughs> especially especially people from the streets you know criminals uh sex workers everybody talks to me because there's there's no shame or judgment and you know it is a conversation for a different time but it's just one of my passion projects has always been uh mental health mm-hmm. specifically men's mental health yeah. not that i don't care about women's mental health it's it's equally as critical but for me I feel like men have an underserved uh, community, um, like connection with Mm -hmm. each other for their mental health. Yeah. And me and my, me and my close male friends, there's none of that bullshit. There's no being a tough guy. There's no keeping it all inside. We're fucking fixing to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about it. We're going to cry about it. We're going to talk about it. I think that one of the things that, especially with, with men and women, but especially men is just learning to be vulnerable. It's 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 critical. It's okay. And when you're vulnerable, it's courageous, you know, and it's really, um, when you're vulnerable, that gives other people the liberty the liberty to be yeah, kind, for vulnerable sure. as well. And I think that's really important. That's the service yeah. I provide, you know, mm-hmm. because a lot of dudes are hung up with the masculinity component mm-hmm. of it. But being a being a former combat soldier uh-huh. and being a former uh, a, a former victim of childhood abuse, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I I can I can show them that both can exist in the same space. The strength and power of a warrior, if you want to mm, call it. Wow. That. You know, and and the vulnerability of a damaged child a, yeah. that can exist in a single That's person, crazy. and it doesn't take away from your masculinity in this mm-hmm. moment. In fact, I would say it adds to it. Mm-hmm. 
And the fact that you can take that experience and turn it around and make yourself stronger, you know, I think a lot of people who've gone through trauma like you, yeah. they're maybe stuck in their space and, you know, they, um, they're maybe shameful or they yeah, don't know how sure. to deal with it. And so they keep acting out maybe the same relationships over and over and right, over again. Right. And, and, you know, I think probably you've sat with yourself long enough and you've, you've really become aware yeah. of who you are and, you know, knowing whatever happened to you, it wasn't your fault. It's just, you know, and, and you can be a role model you're a role model yeah. for other people i try i try to be uh, i try to bring positivity I, out of it i definitely want to be like him when i grow up i always say the same thing about him though that was a trick statement i'm not gonna grow up i always say i want to be like mike when i grow up too so he's just biting my style on that one but i appreciate the compliment my brother thank you i love you but we lift uh, each other up. Yeah, we do. And 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 I don't accept any I don't accept any less from the people in my circle. Good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you if you got some shit to talk and it's not productive and it's not it's not for the benefit of the person mm -hmm. you have something to say about. Cuz I mean, it's all right to have something negative mm -hmm. to say about someone you love, your friends, yeah. but it's how you do it, when you do it, and and what your intent behind it is, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, there's no shitting on my friends. You're right. not doing that. That's if, gross. You, if you got a if you got a critique that they need to hear, most likely it's going to be more valuable if they hear it one on one. Mm -hmm. You're not putting them on blast out in public, but you also are not. You're also holding them to a standard in public. Yeah. None of my friends are acting like dirtbags to women. I see Good. that shit. We're fucking having a conversation. Good. You know what I mean? Right like, now. Right now. Yep. We'll go outside and talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> it right now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and that's not to be like uh, the threat of violence is what keeps my boys in line. No, it's holding them. Oh. They should be better. They should, and you can't be better until you see better. And you won't see better until someone else knows better. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and we none of us can know better until somebody starts to do better. Yeah. <laughs> Preach it. <All> right. Well, <laughs> you're you're leading you're leading the way. I'm, as best I you can, know? you know. I, I'm we still a work are. in progress, yeah. honestly, you know. We all are a work in progress. Mm. Yeah. And I think one of the fun the great things that I've enjoyed this last year about the relationships that I've had, um, including romantic ones. Yeah is that um, we can argue and we can, we have, I have a group of friends and we argue, we disagree and we don't, we get in each other's faces and it's, yeah. and it's, it's, it's annoying and it's funny, but you know what? We're not parting ways at the end of the day. We still yeah. love each other and you should be able to have that radical honesty mm -hmm. and not to be afraid and For have sure. that safe space. You know? I think that's been a major mm -hmm. problem in, on the political spectrum of things in the last like five years, let's say. Six, six, maybe who knows, but uh, you know, I, I require a diverse group of friends. I don't want any fucking echo chambers. You know, I'm not left. I'm not right, but I'm damn sure not going to pick one side and, and just have all of my friends of a single mm -hmm. mindset because in that time, then you're missing a lot. And if you can't have, if you can't have the openness, understanding and the discernment right. to, to deal with other people's, you know, opinions or political beliefs or religious beliefs, whatever it might be, if you can't, if you can't handle mm -hmm. something that's not what you believe, that's, that's a sign of like, like some sort of like learning disability mm -hmm. or it's immaturity you know, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not good. Mm -hmm. You should be able to be challenged in what you believe. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm fully willing to change my opinion on anything I believe right now, today, in this moment, mm -hmm. if you show, if you build a bit, a good enough case for me, I'll do it. I run a Telegram group um, on Telegram, obviously, yeah. and <laughs> it started. It started. Uh, now it's almost now going on three years, but it started with the whole Trump MAGA thing, right? And it's yeah. still called Trump MAGA Northern <laughs> Nevada, you know. And, and and it's gone up and down in numbers. And I'm the I'm the owner of the account, right? And and we, there's all there's probably about eighty people on our group, but there's a good maybe twenty of us that really chime in. And 
and talk. And, you know, there was a couple of uh, members that really got at it and um, they didn't have to, they weren't agreeing. And, and right. one person left the group and um, she messaged me and blah, 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 I'm going to leave. And, you know, and I, I chimed back in the group and I said, you guys, you know, I just want to say right now with the world the way it is, I'm really, really grateful that this space is a place that we may not agree on everything. Yeah. But we don't have to, and nah, that's the beauty sure. of it. And you know, we might be more this way or this way. Right. But I just want to say thank you. And you know what? You're right. If it's it's maturity, and yeah. it's just allowing people to. None of us are right. It's it, we. None of us are. We we don't even know if any of us are right. Yeah. We we write about a lot of things. I'm know? literally having a conversation <laughs> right now via social media with two family members religiously right. about, about things. You know, yeah. two, two close family members, and I won't name them out. Yeah. But you know, with the way times are, and people are scared of a lot of things right now and people are holding the bible and clinging to it and other people are scared out of their minds because they don't know what to believe and so mm-hmm. being, having, being able to have a conversation with your family members especially even if you don't agree 100%. you still got to be able to come together to to live you for know? sure yeah and and you gotta you gotta learn how to love people for their experience and their perspective which it's not up to you to validate or invalidate that perspective. I always say when it comes to politics and religion mm-hmm. that there's no truth, just perspective. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's a good quote. Because someone is going to believe what the world and the sequence of events that compose their life have shown them. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to change right. their mind mm-hmm. either way because that is the truth for them. And that's right. their perspective. And so to learn to appreciate people, even when they have differing opinions, for me, what it does is it brings an element of softness mm-hmm. to me in, in the approach of any conversation. You know, in, any person could be forgivable. You could have someone that's like a genocidal maniac in control of a, a country that they can become a better person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. People make horrible decisions mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. Shit, I have a hard time judging anyone because I've killed rooms full of people. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you what? saying you're for Hitler? No, no, not, not this week. You know what I mean? Let's, 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 let's get the time machine. Go back. Hey. Let's get the time machine. Go back. Give him some mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. See if we can. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, speaking of mushrooms. Oh, I love that conversation. Did you hear about the pilot, the pilot that was in the jump seat on the Alaska Airlines flight? I just, uh-uh. yeah, I heard about this. And he decided to ambush the door and take down the flight. And he, he was, he admitted he was experimenting with mushrooms while flying a plane <laughs> no no he, oh he was a co-pilot he was oh. off he was off duty <laughs> oh okay. he was just on the flight jeez <laughs> he's like i'm taking this bitch down <laughs> oh, i streamed out <laughs> i don't think he's gonna have his job anymore no oh, no <laughs> he, he's probably gonna get some fucking prison time i busted in here on thursday night shrooming out a little bit with my buddy we went we went and rode bikes yeah uh-huh. i had an eventful thursday night i got off work oh, let's drove, talk about it yeah, drove straight into it <laughs> Joe straight here called my brother. I was like, hey, we got an hour left of daylight. Let's go catch a crawdad. Try to catch one more fall trout, right? Because they're going to go go dormant. They're going to stop eating in a minute. So we caught one crawdad. I was like, all right, let's catch you one now. Let's go fish. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, no, 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 we don't have time. Just use the one. Let's go try to catch one. I ended up pulling in a 20, almost 22 inch rainbow trout. Wow. Right here on the Truckee downtown. Yeah. Ran it over here, dropped it off to my girlfriend who lives across the Uh hall. Yeah. And told her, here, cook this. And I left. Not like that. It didn't go down like that. But, way less chauvinistically. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it was, yeah. But he it was, asked her very nicely. It was cute, yeah. And so I dropped the fish off, and then I went riding bikes with my friend Kimo. We did uh, about 12 of us. 
Yeah, oh, I was, well, I didn't eat the shrooms until I got to the bike ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I ate a bunch of them on the bike ride. We stopped at the taco shop downtown. Shout out to the taco shop. Their tacos are delicious. Yeah, um, so they we are. So we did that. Stopped at a couple bars, and I got back here like at 11 o'clock, and by that time, I was shrooming. Yeah, hard <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. This motherfucker always knocks on my door, and if it's after like 9 p.m., I know he's on mushrooms. <laughs> so the, like that being said, the first little episodes that we did here actually that that's what launched this was yeah, because yeah. i came here one night shrooming out and on a weekend on a weekend like, i was like jeremy do these mushrooms with me and i ended up doing them all by myself yeah, all yeah. of them he's like that's a commitment he's yeah like what about he's like we should do that podcast i was like, I was like not oh. even like that i was like get the shit out let's do it we're doing the podcast tonight. <laughs> i had the equipment for over eight months it's been years. jeremy's dream wow. and his vision and yeah. I, that night i was just inspired by psilocybin yeah. and i was like get it out let's go psilocybin <laughs> has psilocybin and hallucinogenic uh, compounds overall have been, you know, critical in many great mm-hmm. changes or many great perspective shifts in my life. So I have a massive and deep love and appreciation for all those, you know, psych psychoactive chemicals. They're all critical to me and my development, my survival. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. How about you? you my survival as a human. <laughs> yeah. I just I'd be a good. I hung out with a girlfriend and a very good photographer friend. Yeah. And like hey. He goes, this side's the fun side, this side's the mellow side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, we enjoyed a fun mushroom night and yeah. took our own Halloween pictures. Oh. They made the Halloween album horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Horrible. 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 The more terrible the picture was, the better. So yeah, yeah that's perfect. Night. That's cool. fun. And you know what I love about mushrooms is that they help produce, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, they help produce serotonin and they just, yeah. I just, I, they vote psychedelics have really, you know, being an artist as well. Yeah, perfect. I think they've made me smarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It goes hand in hand. I remember they, def- they definitely improve emotional intelligence. They yeah. do, right? Yeah. And you know, the only I cry like a baby though after. Oh, really? After That's perfect kid. though. That's good. That's <laughs> cathartic, and it's important. That that <laughs> night that we were um, that we started the podcast, and I was doing those mushrooms. The next, I ate so many that, and who are, they told me like. There's a couple different types in here. Be careful. And I just ate the whole, all of them. That yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Handful. And then the next day I was at work and my coworker was showing me a picture of her dog. And it's a French bulldog. One of those little scrunchy faces, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah. And his wrinkles in his forehead were swirling around each other. And I, la- I giggled. Shouldn't. I giggled. And I was like, is that a, fi- is that a filter? Like on Instagram? <laughs> She's like, what? No, it's my dog. What are you talking about? Uh, I was like, oh, that's right. Oh, oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> Oops. Well, this is how it happens when you hang out with fun guys. Right? I know. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> but back to the art thing, the mm-hmm. artists and and, yeah. and mushrooms and uh, chemi- artists and chemicals. Um, yeah. My the high school that I went to, I ended up going to a performing arts high school because oh, wow. yeah. my sixth grade teacher realized that I was a natural at the drums and said, mm-hmm. told my mom, hey, you should get your boys into this art performing arts high school. So we didn't do PE, we did martial arts or dance. And then if we were done with our regular school stuff, math, English. Mm-hmm. That we could go to any art class we wanted to. So we could go to photography, painting, um, any of the other ones that we had, uh, music. And my six or the the teacher there, Mr. Skeffington, he had been we all knew he had been to Burning Man. That's where yeah, I learned about yeah, Burning yeah, Man, yeah, was yeah. my sixth grade art teacher. He was, and he was all about like, yeah, just cool. He was just too cool. Yeah. <laughs> that, did you guys go to Burning Man? I forget. Did you go to I've been Man I've been a few times yeah. and we've been we went to the Renegade Burn. Mm-hmm. I went just to the Renegade Burn. So. But uh, you know, the one thing I have to say is like for me. And you know my life. Mike is well versed in my life story. Like this is the first period of in time in my life where I'm finally out of survival mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And hallucinogenic chemicals did play a big role in that. And it's it's nice because I can finally, you know, engage in art 
mm-hmm. instead of war. And I don't mean that necessarily just from the being in the army soldier perspective, yeah. but my, my whole life have, has been war, mm-hmm. you know? And now that I can finally find that, that step back, that pause of peace and, and, pursue an art like this i find that hallucinogens just feel more and more well suited to mm-hmm. that you know as whereas before i was using them as as an element of like self-medicating against right. trauma and all that and it was useful but now i'm starting to find like a different pace and it's well, so much more enjoyable it sounds like you've elevated and you've um you've you know you've t- you're taking care of your trauma i'm doing my best right and so you when you get past that you know you're when you do hallucinogenics, yeah. you're not doing it to self-medicate. You're actually just doing them to enhance. Your yeah, for sure. Explore. Your, yeah, explore. Yeah, you know, for me, it used to be I would love to, like, do some mushrooms or some acid at, like, a festival or something uh-huh. like that where it's real loud and impersonal. But now I'm, like, I find myself more and more not craving that kind of environment at all. Like when we went on that. All, let alone of, on hallucinogens, you know. A couple of years ago when we went on that hike and you were like, should we make some mushroom tea? The hike where Coda and Clyde yeah, yeah. fought and ran fell that head, was a head banger, over head. Dude. That was awesome, dude. That was a banger. That was a good time. Well, I, I find like when I do mushrooms, I really love chilling, you know, on a on a nice couch or a bed with a couple of friends. And, yeah. and it's it's the frequency of the music that you yeah. play music, really yeah. brings out the Hell yeah. the the sacred geometry and the psychedelics and whatever the images and the entities that you yeah. see. I always have the same entities that come out yeah. on the left side and they're like, We're here to play. You yeah. know my favorite <laughs> time to do mushrooms is? Fishing. Yeah. I love it, dude. Last winter, pyram- fishing on Pyramid Lake is best in the middle of winter. Yeah, there's, dead cold. snow in the yeah. banks and stuff. And um, I was out there with a friend, and I was actually on call. <laughs> and I was oh, fishing. God. So for one, I was out in a spot where I might not have a signal to be able to take a call. So irresponsible. And then I was eating mushrooms. <laughs> and I, luckily, like, we didn't have Fucking service Mike. at the bank, like, waiting in the water where yeah. we were fishing. But I went to the, the uh, car to take a break. And Warm I sat, sat in the car, and then all the bushes started swirling around <laughs> each other. And then I got a phone call from my work. So luckily, oh, I had no. a signal right there. Took the phone call, handled it. Like, I'm good at my job. Yeah. I handled it while I was fishing. I've done that. Took care of stuff. Times. And then I went back to fishing. <laughs> and then by the time I got back to the water, they were really hitting. And the waves just, like, affect you a certain way. And uh-huh. the peace, the peaceful, quiet, and the sunset, and the clouds, and everything just hits different when you're on mushrooms. Out yeah. I, I'm a big fan of doing them outside, yeah. you know, in yeah. around trees. I like the way the uh, vegetation kaleidoscopes a yeah. little yep, bit yep. when you're mushrooming. Mm-hmm. Also, I have like a time frame. I like to take them around like 4 p.m. Right. You know what I mean? I have a story about mushrooms. So, so you get a little bit of daylight, dusk, yeah. and then darkness right. while you're on them. I right. think that's just like. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time midnight comes time around, it right. they're kind of warm. And then you're, and yeah, you can go to bed go like to a bed. fucking normal person. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not like that one night. I was no, yeah. having a hard time. Oh yeah, but well, I was also doing it to you. I was, he was. I was oh yeah, he was torturing me. So he knows the effects of what mushrooms do. So he <laughs> would say the stupidest little jokes and have me cracking up. Yeah, and then I he'd let me. Him with him. He'd let me just like calm down and be quiet and focus on my breathing, and then he'd hit Get me with another again. joke. That's how we were. <laughs> me, me and my girlfriend. Yeah. And we. I swear to God, I. I put makeup on for a potential photo shoot. Yeah. I think I fucking so I'm like, stop, laugh, stop. It's just I can't do it. And just just tears laughing. That's, be- that's so beautiful, though. It is. The it's laughter. so good for the soul, you know what but I mean? But laughter can be torture as much as you were yeah. making me laugh oh, yeah, that one yeah. day. Yeah, well, I do that to people anytime. I I mean, first off, you came and disturbed my peace. I was like, you better eat these mushrooms <laughs> with me. 
<laughs> so I was like, hey, motherfucker. I did. Uh, we, oh, you you want to wake me up and be chaotic? We could do chaotic, uh-huh. buddy. Uh-huh. We could, he got me. I am the chaos. So we mentioned I did go to the renegade burn, the one yeah. that wasn't supposed to happen the one year. What was it, 19 or whatever? It was either 19. Yeah, it was 19. I think it was 19. Yeah. And on the way out there, a truck had rolled. Because I didn't go for the full time. I went for like a few days. And a, yep. a, a truck leaving, uh, a pickup truck with a trailer, rolled and nobody was stopping to help and i was like on my way out there so i pulled over and i was helping him pick up like broken stuff all over the street the truck was still upside down people were driving around and just in you know not giving a shit yeah it was kind of sad but anyways the truck rolled i checked to make sure they're all okay everybody was fine no broken bones no scratches really yeah and then we go to the side of the road and we're sitting there talking and the the cops are coming up we can see them in the distance and she looks at me and i was like and i look at her and like we all kind of like had this moment and i was like do you guys have anything you need to get rid of and they were like she's all yeah i do have one thing and then by the time she went to her rolled over truck and came back to me Uh the cop was pulled up and walking up to us and she hands me this salad and was like here it's salad and, like, and I was like, yeah. okay, all right. Hell yeah. All right, you guys are good? <laughs> Cops are here? You guys are okay? Okay, all right, I'm out of here. So I go, and then I get back to camp. And it's cool. I shared the, what I got with James yeah, Garrison. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to James Garrison, RIP. RIP, James. Um, but so I get there, and there were there were mushroom um, caramels. Ooh. And they're really Ooh. strong. Mm. And that was the first time I got really good visuals. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, you know how That's the, a good place to get them, too. The four-wheel drive in yeah. the dirt makes tracks. And, <laughs> yeah. like, so when it started to hit me, the dirt the four wheel drive four by four tracks and the dirt started swirling around each other now that's the first time i saw the visuals i was like whoa yeah (laughs) that's pretty cool yeah and it proceeded to be a great experience so so when you were when you were young like uh your teenage years high Uh, school college did you experiment um all the way back then no actually i was a president in high school of teens against drugs (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny i was against marijuana up until i was 18 and i created the logo for our group it was called tad teens against drugs and it was this little tad and it was like this um flat line heart yeah yeah yeah. so i was pretty proud of it that's hella funny and all hell went to it all went to hell you know after i (laughs) (laughs) actually didn't do any drugs i did some smoke some weed when i was uh before I got married, and then after, and I was with my ex-husband until I was thirty. Was, I was kind of was he a square? N- no, not at all. No? Quite the opposite. <laughs> so um, we won't go to there. <laughs> we'll save that for we'll another, save another, another, another conversation. But I yeah. really didn't uh, do any. I mean, do anything until I was like 30, 29, yeah. 30, yeah. which is fine because you know your brain is still your your brain up until like 25 is yeah. still developing developing so yeah that's why yeah. i worry about my little brother because i yeah. was like catching him when he was like 13 yeah. 14 smoking weed that's what I, I wonder about myself sometimes because <laughs> me most, too most people that <laughs> yeah <laughs> most people that know me would assess me as like highly intelligent but the thing is like you are though. i've been doing yeah. i've been doing hard drugs hard <laughs> Since I was like fourteen years old, thirteen, immune. fourteen years you're old. Immortal, I think yeah, you're yeah he's a slightly. <laughs> I think I think the one thing that one thing that maybe benefited me is I didn't really do a lot of drugs, like almost never while I was in the army for yeah. fourteen years. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gave me my you body a little yourself. break. You cured yourself. Let, let my brain build up, but mm-hmm. man, I was do, I was like. I was like doing cocaine and robbing liquor stores at like 14 years old, dude. <laughs> wow. I, I met a guy that was like <laughs> 85, still Silly. still really like energetic and hopping yeah. around. And I was this is when I was a car salesman. Yes, yeah, I was a car salesman. And there was this guy that came in. He was like in his 80s, late 80s, and he was still peppy, rocking around. He was looking at a big Dodge Ram Mega Cab, and he was trading in a Chrysler 300. And um, after getting to know him for a bit, I was like, "What's your secret, man? You're doing really good." He goes. And he told me these crazy stories, and this is unlicensed and unhinged, so I'll yeah, just go ahead and say go. it. Let's he go. said, <laughs> Drop it. He was there with a lady, right? And I was yeah. like, I assumed it was his wife. 
some at some point at the like searching process looking for a vehicle i said something along the lines oh yeah you and your wife would love this he goes oh hold on that's not my wife that's my, that's my honey my, my wife's at home don't get it don't get it don't get it twisted so then by the time we get inside i learn a lot more about him and he ends up telling me that his left nut is a pump oh. and he can stay no, as hard as long as he wants and i guess that's a thing and yep. this is like 12 15 years ago yeah and so and he and the other the other side is a release so you can pump it up and release it yeah and um dick on demand yeah and so anyways i asked him what his secret was dude you you are amazing you look great you're you're hopping around and stuff and he's like well here's the thing i drank heavily until i was about 50 years old and then i stopped and then he said his philosophy or theory was that he cured himself like if you put a bag of meat in a ziploc bag fill it with alcohol fill it with vodka you put it in the fridge for a certain amount of time so it's going to cure it it. but but if you leave it longer than that curing point it's going to eat the meat and and he said he stopped. He, he drank heavily till he's okay. in his mid fifties, and then he stopped. Huh? And then he went all the way to his eighties, just doing striving. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. That checks out. I still got time. That's his theory, and I was like, I got. I mean, he's got the proof in wow. his own. Yeah. Was, was he sober after that? After, yeah, he said yeah. he stopped sober. cold turkey in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Well, alcohol at least. Oh, okay. I don't know anything else other than I that. I think alcohol is the. I'll have another glass of wine, but no. I'm out. Hey, wait, time out, time out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you do that, we're, we finish, finish the yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have another break in a yeah. minute. Yeah. I'm sure you guys can wait till then. <laughs> I, have a, I have a story from Burning Man yeah. along the same lines of your topic. Maybe I'll Get into it. it. No, go. Yeah, that was time. the end. That's all I oh, had. It, okay. It's not a hard 30-minute break. Finish okay, that story, well, and we'll um, take a break after that. It's kind of gruesome. Oh, I love a good gruesome story. Okay, well, all I know is this. I have a couple of friends who are... A friend who was a doctor, and yeah. anyway, there was apparently a, a 76-year-old man, and I don't know who this is. It's HIPAA violation. Yeah, right. I got anyway, you. Anyway, uh, he decided to um, shoot up his scrotum with Viagra, liquid Viagra. <laughs> oh, this boy. Man, and he was rushed into the hospital, and nice. uh, basically, I have never seen anything so so gruesome in my you life. You saw it. Just like a, I know nothing. Oh my god! Just yeah, like a giant so, purple <laughs> elephantitis, giant so, purple penis. It's amazing the lengths that people will go to, right? Yeah, to yeah. I would never, I would to... never stick a needle in myself. I could. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was seeing this, I was seeing this girl when I was in high school. Um, she was like age appropriate for me at the time. I think I was seventeen. She's sixteen, something like that. Her parents went out of town. She had rich lawyer dad. And uh, we were partying at her house, like 25 of us, you know, classic high school move, sure. throw a party where the dad, the parents are out of town. <laughs> and uh, we were hanging out in her parents' bedroom and she pops out with his Viagra and like jokingly is like, hey, you should take one of these. And I, <laughs> I you know, I mean, I, bet. I, I, I ain't never had that <laughs> Say problem. Less. <laughs> and I damn sure didn't at 17 years old. Right. You know what I mean, like. The dick, the dick was high functioning. Yeah, high functioning penis. But you took it anyways. Yeah, I took it anyways, dude. <laughs> but you know, in the commercials, they have that thing about like if oh, you have if an it lasts longer. That lasts longer than four hours, bro. I had a six-hour fucking rager. This shit was purple and it hurt so bad. And plus, I will say, I gained probably like an inch and a half more than I normally have, yeah. which was nice. It just looked it grotesque, but it hurt so bad. I kept, I kept imagining like you know when you cook a hot dog and it splits <laughs> that's what it yeah. felt like it was gonna do and i was like man never again i've never taken it since plus i felt like i was gonna have a heart attack fuck that shit i, I can imagine yeah. i had an ex-personal trainer once who yeah. uh don't know where he is now but he called me one day and he's like i think i took too much viagra i have an erection <laughs> that will not go down Whoopsie. so he had to go to uh Renown and yeah, they, they have to drain it. Drain it, put yeah. a needle in Are you there. sure that wasn't like a lame pickup line? <laughs> no, it like, probably <laughs> was true. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately.
unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor like, why would he call you? Why wouldn't he tell whoever well, he's... He, I don't know. You know. He was my trainer at the time. <laughs> and he had some other issues, but I won't okay. go into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it. So, Hella yeah. funny. <laughs> well, I think it's a perfectly natural place to take another break. And then we'll come back and we'll keep running this thing until we feel like not. With that being said, stay beautiful and enjoy this. And hydrated. Word from one of our favorite sponsors. Okay, we're back for the stunning conclusion of Unlicensed and Unhinged episode, probably 23 or 24. We can count that goodness. Yeah, I don't know. Five? Close enough. We're you all guys. holding our fingers up. Uh. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of our listeners knows what number we're on, but we barely even know where we are every day. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leslie, I got to say, as yeah. far as guests go, you make this shit easy. Oh, you really thanks. do. I, I got to compliment <laughs> you highly. And mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like we'd have to do three hours, four hours, multiple times to get all, squeeze all the juice that is the story of your life. Yeah. Oh, well, there's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. We'd definitely love to collaborate <laughs> with you on anything in the future because, you know, good, good, good conversationalists are kind of hard to come by. Sure. Yeah. You know, it flows and it's yeah. easy. And if you, you know, one of the things that I tell my son and someone told me is, is you have to be interested in people to be interesting. Right? For sure. Yeah. They don't care how much about what's this they don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care mm-hmm. right and that's so, a great point so i cringe when i say that i used to be a car salesman but i was very successful because of that and i pr- took pride yeah. that, on the fact that i never lied to any customer ever no matter what my closers or managers were trying to tell me i swear I can, I can say that i could say that honestly i believe, it's a great deal. I, believe yeah. I don't have to lie because i know psychology and i can make things make sense right still i'm not saying it wasn't bad like you know so if somebody couldn't afford a car or you know didn't want to, we could yeah. still we could still make it make sense and, right. and and have them in the car driving away with it, financing it. I didn't lie. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. But but I, Mike, I won't say I wasn't manipulative. I guess Mike Mike has absolutely excellent quality of character, though I will vouch for him on that. He is a great guy, and he's my best friend. And I uh, I always tell people that I want to be like him when I grow up. Because be like <laughs> we just well, to flip yeah, the script. Yeah, you know, because like for me. It's I I was cheated of ever having like a sweet, innocent personality, childhood, anything like that. He was just a menace. I was a fucking menace. (laughs) I was a menace. I was a menace since I could walk, basically. (laughs) You know, and that being said, it's like I admire so much about uh, Mike and and the entirety of his Mm -hmm. family. You know what I mean? My my strength as a car salesman, though, was because it was with Dodge and I was a mechanic for six or eight years before I was a salesman. I worked for Don, well, not Don Weir, right after after it was bought out. It was Dolan's bought it from Don Weir. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I worked for the Dolans mm. after they bought it from Don Weir, but I worked in California for the okay. Sullivan, John L. Sullivan. Yeah. Nice. Who yeah. was the, um, sorry, who was the older gentleman who worked with Do- uh, Tom Dolan? Um, he passed away a couple years ago. I know you know who he is. Not Sam. No. No. Uh, he sponsored me in one of my fitness shows. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so I came in. I'm like, hey. I'm not too uh, familiar with them. Like I, said, I, like I said, I was there right when they took over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I was in the shop. Mm-hmm. So I knew mm-hmm. Sam is an old guy who did know Tom. Mm-hmm. But he was a mechanic back in the shop. Good business to be in. Yeah. I was lucky, lucky to have a job still during COVID because we were essential people's vehicles, I guess, and first responders vehicles we were yeah. working on because Dodge has the chargers mm-hmm. and all of their Dodge pickup trucks for fire trucks and ambulance mm-hmm. and paramedics and things like that. So I was still working. Um, it was definitely a, a story and, and an experience. Yeah. But yeah, I was a level two Chrysler tech before I became wow. a, a salesman. So my strength was I knew all about the vehicles. Mm-hmm. And one of the moments that I take pride in was there was a, peop- a family who bought a Ford truck every year for the last 
five years, six years or whatever, wow. and they came in, we just want to see the new 3.0 EcoDiesel. It's new technology. We just want to check it out. Aww. And by the end of the test drive, they're like, <laughs> wow, this, uh, the guy that we went back to at Ford for the last five years never had as much knowledge on, on their product as you do here. And I, they ended up buying a truck for me that day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Returning customers. Yeah, Good. that's important. Well, incredible. they were returning customers for five years for that guy. But then I took a five-year loyal, right. loyal customer to them based on my, yeah. product, wow. my product knowledge. What about what about you, Leslie? What kind of yeah. what kind of day jobs have you had in your life? Oh God, I've done everything from I've sold pallets. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. That's a thing, dude. Uh, I used to work for Sherwin. Yeah. Yeah. I sold yeah. wooden pallets. Pallets is a big business. Uh, like I said, I work for a company in out of Harbin, China, where I travel to Alaska. I've been a pharmaceutical rep. Nice. I, I could see you killing at that. Yeah, I know it sucked. You got the gift of gab though. It's That's probably critical no, for that. It's not that fun. The pharmaceutical reps are. Yeah. It's no. It's all blue collar or white collar and. Yeah. I was always in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Leslie? Oh, <laughs> she didn't make it to the meeting. <laughs> um, and I've worked in, I love the real estate industry. I mean, I've, I've done, um, I've, you know what? Being a single mom, I've had to pivot. I've had to do what I've had to do to yeah. make it make it work. I mean, mm -hmm. I've. I respect that when people are able to mm. do that, though, because so many people cannot. You know, yeah. be flexible and, and pivot and move, move and streamline the change that is required to survive. <laughs> My last job that I had was for a major security company. Okay. Wait, they were terrible. I won't mention them. <laughs> they sucked. But yeah. I was working two remote full-time jobs before I quit them both and went to Europe. Nice. And then I couldn't stand this company, but <laughs> I, I declared mental health issues just yeah. so I could quit my job. Nice. nice. <laughs> like, my, bye. Bo my boss is like, I'm like, hey, he's like, can you bring your laptop? I'm like, yeah. Hey, by the way, how many uh, vacation hours do I have left? And can you just Venmo me my last? Oh man, <laughs> Venmo him as you're, as you're like hopping on a plane. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm off to Germany tomorrow. Bye. Yeah. Venmo me my last check. That's <laughs> no, funny as shit. Just sign off. <laughs> yeah. So but, I've done I've done everything. I think my favorite job I worked for Baskin Robbins when I was 16, nice. making 3.65 an hour. Yeah. What? Yeah, my, I was the best ice cream scooper that's fun. ever. That's so long. That's that. That's crazy. That that's what the wages were at that time. I it's, know. It's amazing it how much insane. inflation has ruined our whole world. Yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when know? I remember when gas was a dollar some dollar ninety. Shit, man. I remember. I remember when I was like five years old. We went on a road trip with my grandmother and my mom. One of the few times they didn't fist fight <laughs> <laughs> when they're in the same room or a vehicle together. And uh, I remember we stopped at this gas station in Pertola. And uh, for whatever reason, I have a very distinct memory of looking up at the gas thing and it being 78 cents a gallon. Wow. wow. You that know, had to have been like 92, three somewhere ballpark uh -huh. in there. I don't I couldn't tell out, exactly. Out, out in the cuts. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. So, you know, it was probably even more expensive than oh, yeah. it was down in like Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And that, and I remember my grandma saying something <clears> about it being like complaining. Soon it'll be a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> on my way to Carson or in Tahoe today, it was like four sixty five a gallon. Yeah, we yeah. Carson. And then when I was I got happy up, about that. But when I got up to South Lake, it was like oh, $2 yeah. more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way more. Up oh, there. my God. I did it some was... work in Truckee the other uh, last week. I think it was, it was like six twenty five for a gallon for a gallon of diesel. Yeah, like, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm working. I'm right almost now. gonna put diesel in my car now because no, no, it'll don't break that. it. That's I'm the opposite. <laughs> don't do that. No, that'll be way more I expensive. Than long run. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a friend call me who borrowed her friend's diesel truck and <laughs> filled it up with gasoline. Oh no! Oh, no. And, uh, You're like, turn it off and call tow truck. <laughs> well, we ended up. She ended up calling another mutual friend who is another provider, handy guy, handy guy who yeah. came out and drained the tank. When, when Mike says handy guy, what he means is he gives excellent hand jobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. 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 Well, you know, the type of people that Jeremy and I pride ourselves in being is... is you They're know, handy. Like, they come in handy a lot. Well, doers, you know. If you're not useful. Leaders. If you're not useful. Bigger things outers. If you're not useful, you better be beautiful or funny. And I'm all three of those things, so y'all better so you're get welcome. the fuck on game, dude. You're the whole show, the Christmas yeah, yeah. show. Yeah. And some ice cream. And a bag of chips. Remember and that? A bag of chips. All that and a bag of chips. That's, a, that's circa 1997 right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I don't know. I've had every job. But uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm like you. I think I'm uh, hopefully, you know, I don't have to say I work for a living. Yeah. I can say I live for a living. Nice. And I used yeah. to ask people like, hey, what do you do? Right. And I'm like, that's just sucks. when people yeah. ask me, even though I still have, I'm I still in the position where that. I have to have yeah. a day yeah. job. Like even when people ask me, what do you do? I, t- I, I tell them, well, I tell them what I, first I tell them my art. Good. So when they, when they ask start me what I do, the art. yeah, start with, the, start with art. the art. That's a great quote. Yeah. When they ask me what I do, I tell them I'm a drummer. Hell yeah. But what do I do to make money? And I always say, yeah. that. how do you I know donate what they your wanted. taxes? How do I donate my taxes? How do you donate your taxes? Yeah. Is that like a loophole? No, no. She, she, oh. What she's saying is how do you how do you procure g- money for the oh, government oh, to take from you? How do I you? give to Uncle Sam? Yeah. 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 Which you don't actually have to. But yeah. that's another, I know. That's another yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other yeah. one, too, for sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We can talk about trust later. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to. We're definitely going to have to get in the conversation of... Uh, Alternate finance, because yep, uh, me and you talked that. about yep, that yep. for several hours the first time we met, and I thought that wasn't. Yeah, I yep. can bring in Kevin, and uh, he's the one who yeah. picked me up, and uh, yeah, we have a company. I with- have I have a trust, I have an S corp, and I have multiple. Cool. Uh, LLCs, so yeah. I'm pretty well versed in it, and I think that it's important for people, and that's maybe something that I've tied in before. We've had Andrew, the unlicensed financial advisor, on a couple times. Uh, have Kevin, my friend Kevin, on. Yeah, we're, we're we're down for that. This this podcast has no direct like per se mission statement in any one direction. It's a scattershot of whatever me and my partners think is mm-hmm. interesting. Scattershot. Is that like a redneck term? <laughs> Scattershot. Like I've just imagined a shotgun blast. BBs. Well, you know, like <laughs> like in the bayou or in, in the deep south. Over call, yonder. They call it a scattergun. <laughs> That's what they call a shotgun? Scattergun, yeah. Scatter? Hell, get that scattergun. Get you out and go and shoot some coons with it. Remember when we were at uh, the Great Awakening and we were talking about, there's a lake just over yonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were <laughs> fucking blown minds. What's over yonder? <laughs> You're like, what are you People term. don't say. I say that all the time. You Y'all fixing to learn today? <laughs> you fixing to learn today, boys? Get in the truck. Tell you Lower. what. Lower. Tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Hell yeah! I'll tell you what. You better go and get. Go and get. <laughs> go and get. Hell yeah! All right. So what's yeah. next? What's next for you, Leslie? What are you doing? In well, I'm working on the Tahoe project. I love that. Some, yeah. some beach somewhere dot org adopt Tahoe. And oh yeah, that'll and, definitely. And be if in the you link. don't spell adopt Tahoe right, it's adopt a hoe. Adopt a hoe. I <laughs> yes. love that, dude. Actually, adopt that's that's gonna Tahoe. be a, that's a good commercial line. Oh my god, adopt a hoe. Adopt a hoe. Adopt a hoe. Yeah, just leave that too. It's some beach somewhere. That's Reno. That's like so. Yeah. That's a Reno twist on Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. You know, now, um, now that I'm getting a little more stable with my life, maybe it's time to stop saving hoes and start adopting them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a charity, adopt a hoe. Charity. Adopt a yeah. hoe. Um, and you know, working on Tahoe, and then I'm actually really grateful. I just was hired out of a. By a huge agency in Florida. It's nice. one of their um, business development people. And then I'm back and also in the mortgage industry. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the the uh, husband of this agency, his uncle, one of his is Johnny Cash. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. So as far as the, really with a lot of talent. So you know yeah. what I just I've just 
God has blessed me. The timing's been ready. Right. Just back into what I want to do, and we'll see where this goes. You know, I mean, people are coming out of the woodwork, and you just have to kind of let let yeah. let it flow, right? The yeah. universe yeah. will conspire. I'm seeing it more and more every are day you? myself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, this. I'm gonna take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just at just least sparks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When if if the world if Go the world pa. if the world collapses in the next couple of years, then it's I'll just gonna. then I'll just be the warlord of sparks, probably. Yeah, well, I know we've where talked you live now. Yeah, so. yeah. Come on through. It's a good vantage point. We got yeah. a, we got good eyes all around. Yeah, we're good. Sniper, sniper vantage point. But you know, in the long term future, what I'd like to do is I would like to work on and you know moving past just securing my retirement mm-hmm. i'd like to work into the to the direction of generational wealth Good. but i also want to build i want to build a huge network of mm-hmm. other artists and collaborators and content creators and i want to do something grand you know i want to do i want to build something that'll last and that'll bring people up and you know save the people who are truly you know worthwhile from having to be in survival mode and, and putting their art on hold, mm-hmm. you know, for years yeah. and years and years, because that's mm-hmm. been the entirety of my life. I just grinded or ground, whatever. Grinded. I grounded it. I grinding. Are you talking about, are you talking about like electricity <laughs> grounded or a, a little bit of both? A little column A, a little earth, column B. Grounded to <laughs> earth. Yeah. Take your shoes off, touch some dirt. Well, I can, as I like to call them voltage cups of coffee. It's how I wake up every morning and just grab a plug. But are you talking about contacting the plug? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that all that being said, I think that it's important for me right now at this point to just really develop the media skill set. So I've been working on this other project uh, with uh, unlicensed financial advisor Andrew, and that's you can find that at uh, Crypto Canvas on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting to catch some heat, starting to build some things. So yeah. I'm buying the equipment, learning the software, video editing. As you guys are probably been noticing, oh, if you're right, fucking right. watching this on Spotify, Camera, forgot hi, about everybody. That. <laughs> we're, we're, we're up in our game on all levels, not for just for Unlicensed and Unhinged, but also for Crypto Canvas. Shout out to him. Shout out to Andrew. Um, shout out to all of the people out there trying to create content. You know, What about you, Mike? Let's get into it. What do you? What's next for Mike? I'm going to catch some fish. Yeah, that's true. You do be doing that. <laughs> I do be doing that. Um, no, I am going to go to Pyramid this winter and catch some fish. That's just on my normal agenda. But yeah, I am doing really well with my company and saving and getting prepared for property, hopefully, in the near future. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah, brother. I definitely want to... One of my one of my biggest dreams is to build a trophy truck. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> he talks about this shit every fucking so time. I, I, I want to build a Baja truck that I can race through the desert. Yeah. As long as I accomplish that in the next three to five years, I'll be happy. I want to build another XJ. He loves trophy trucks so much, he almost killed us one time. I know. We were, going out to, we, we were going out to a camp out, and uh, if anybody's listening that knows where Doyle is, there's yeah. dirt roads that go out in the middle of nowhere, and there was a a truck coming out with a a tow a towing a, a Baja rig like which is a trophy truck yeah and I was like staring at it as we're going were we pulling a trailer yeah we were pulling a trailer was Fuck it yeah. a trailer and and I was staring at it just drooling and there was on both sides of the road were ditches and, and I and Jeremy was like whoa, whoa 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 what are you doing and I'm not looking at the road I we literally had to grab the steering wheel and throw we it literally back went the into the ditch yeah. and I barely made got us out of it but anyways yeah so that's just one of the fun things I want to do all the same stuff as far as creating gener- generational wealth looking out for my family making the best moves that we can. Um, but yeah. All right, Leslie, let's get back into 
where people can find you and your projects. We already talked about the Tahoe thing, but you can press that one more time if you want. Yeah. But what about your personal uh, art projects, socials, anything you want to put out uh, for the crowd? So you can find, I have a modeling page called lesliemccarroll.com. It's all about my modeling. I also have a page dedicated to creating common law national trust called inblisswetrust.com. Um, you can also find me at lesliemccarrollportfolio.com that talks about my life. Yeah. Um, I Gosh, you can also find a bliss lifemag.com that's my magazine that was in print but it's all online right yeah. now and i'm on social media i'm on facebook is bliss life is on facebook then? yeah bliss i think life i'm is on i think facebook. i'm yeah i think i'm yeah, um, yeah. And i don't operate as much as i used to but i'm starting to a little bit more now as Hell things yeah. are picking up and you know it's just it's just about being motivated and meeting the right content creators and having something right. to post i'm not just gonna just you know social media is it's hard it's hard it's yeah it's toxic it's toxic it's a wasteland yeah. It, it, but it is also what it you make yeah. it. it can be beneficial and then yeah. you know creating really cool content with people like you you oh, know yeah. this is um really really nice it's um you're you're ta- very very talented at creating the art of the art of conversation thank very you. great conversation. Thank yeah you. yeah I, both, I do both my, of you I, I would like to tell you i do my best but this is literally my default setting <laughs> is, this, is this your best is this your absolute best no. i'm not even trying i wake up like this <laughs> Come on, step it up. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike, where's your drop? drop Do your, better. No. <laughs> drop your ats, my boy. My ats. Um, yeah. At Gaddy yep. underscore official is my Instagram. I am going to start up a drumming Instagram and a fishing Instagram and a desert racing Instagram. Jesus, boy. <laughs> it's all in the I books. like that, dude. You get me motivated, bro. <laughs> but for now, it's all combined into one at Gaddy underscore official. Um, that's where you can find me pretty much on social media. Other than that, you might be able to find me on the Truckee River, dilly-dallying, or on the on streets. Mushrooms, or on mushrooms. Or downtown, trout. riding bikes. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy. All right. With that being said, I want to bid you all a good evening. I hope you had a wonderful time and enjoyed the first video podcast. And there will be many more to come. All that being said, remember you have value. Remember you have purpose. Stay motivated. Stay disciplined. Stay beautiful. Stay golden, pony boy. Good night oh. and goodbye. <laughs>